the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Season Watch with Wendy Scott, where we observe the things coming on the earth through biblical binoculars, because the Bible is both timely and timeless. With her master's degree in rhetoric and writing skills, Wendy is a part-time college professor, but a full-time truth professor. She believes the Word of God is His perfect revelation, including a young earth six-day creation, as well as the global flood inundation, and that Israel is God's chosen nation. Faith alone in Jesus is salvation, the true church rapture, comes pre-tribulation, followed by Christ's millennial domination and his eternal kingdom with earth's regeneration. Jesus is coming without hesitation. And now, here's Wendy with today's topic. Hello, friends. Thank you for joining me again at Season Watch, and we're going to start with prayer. Jesus, we just thank you so much that you are ever with us, that you are a constant companion, that you hold us by our right hand, that you guide us with your counsel, and that you afterward receive us into glory. So we just submit ourselves to you today and just ask you to fill us with your spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so before we start today, I want to remind you all to prayerfully approach this holiday season. We have a tremendous opportunity while America's hearts are tender toward the idea of being thankful. Above all, we need to be speaking words of joy and encouragement and thanks uh, for this country that God founded for his own glory. I mean, we never should have beaten Britain. Uh, the British Empire is huge, and yet we beat them. And that, that was a miracle. He wanted to establish for himself a peculiar people, just as he did with Israel. And we know that he used Israel to deliver us, the world, his word, his promises, his salvation, his prophecies about the future. And so we look at now uh, that his spiritual focus has shifted away from the Jewish people just for now, while the times of the Gentiles are going on, and that um, he has created a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated the proposition that all men are created equal to quote Abraham Lincoln. And so we remember that this was a gift from God to glorify himself. And uh, because the spirit of the Lord has set us free through the salvation and reconciliation atonement of God's dear son and Jesus Christ. And so we've been commissioned to spread that word of freedom in Christ and to preach equal value of every individual in God's kingdom because we're all made in God's image, right? And so that's what he's commissioned. And although we see this American commission kind of turning corrupt a little bit, that's what he he gave us to the world for. And we still want to give glory to God and his great wisdom and love for the world. Remember his the famous quote, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe in him would have everlasting life. And so we just have our trust in him. We want the world to know about him because it's a free gift of salvation. And and that scripture reveals that mankind is already condemned. They're, we're born with a sin nature, right? It's a fatal disease. Only two men have ever gotten out of the world alive, for now at least. That's Enoch and Elijah. And I suspect we may see them again as the two witnesses, although we should be in heaven by then. So we'll talk about that later. But friends, this holiday season, use the time for an opportunity to start conversation with 
a stranger. Don't just stop, uh, shop online. Go out in the world while you can, right? You don't know when things are going to change. Stand in line. Don't get frustrated. Ask Jesus, hey, does he have an opportunity for you there? Just to say something to someone. Every delay, everything that might get in your way, ask Jesus, oh, well, maybe maybe this is an opportunity. Maybe you have something for me. So take the opportunity to plant a seed, encourage someone, share your faith in that great God who gave himself for us. And, uh, you know, it just takes so little, a kind word, a smile. It, it takes so little. Be open and be ready. You know, we bustle so much, myself included. And so remember Jesus said that my sheep hear my voice. So they will hear. Anybody who's supposed to hear the gospel and receive it, um, they they will hear. But remember what Paul said in Romans 10, how shall they call on him whom they've not believed? And how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And so how should they preach unless we're sent? So we have to go. How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace? And let us be those. So pray for God to give you boldness and opportunities and just be yourself. Lord said, open your mouth and I will fill it. You can trust him. And uh, I don't know if you remember Second Chronicles 16.9a. I love this scripture. And For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth, looking to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. We just have to be dedicated to him and he wants to use us. Please, now is the time to press in. And Thanksgiving and Christmas season is divinely appointed for us to praise him and to talk about his wonderful works. And people's hearts are tender. And I don't care how woke somebody is, they remember with fondness. I've actually tried this a few times lately. They remember with fondness. Remember the annual Charlie Brown Christmas special? Uh, You get people from all ages. This is like over 50 years old now. And when you remind people that Linus read from the scriptures of Luke in that one, right? They remember with fondness. Their hearts swell. So please, trust me, the Spirit of the Lord is moving. We just have to be taking part of it. So we have to take a chance, as Keith Green used to sing. He had this great song that was called uh, When There's Love. A lot of people don't remember it, but the verses go, take some time, make a friend of a stranger. When there's love, just reach out, lend a hand, there's no danger. When there's love, you can't lose. You'll always know which road to choose. Don't be afraid, just take the leap and be the fruit that plants a seed. And you can do it, right? Give Jesus a great birthday gift as we celebrate him this year. And remember, also support the organization's that give the gospel and help people out, right? We've got San Diego Rescue Mission in San Diego. They're awesome. By the way, they're the only ones that refuse to take uh, financial support from the Obama administration because they required that you uh, that you sign that you will not uh, ask people to hear the gospel. And the San Diego Rescue Mission says, no, that's what we do. So they didn't take funding. They're the only ones in San Diego. So help them out. They're doing a great work. We've got Samaritan's Purse, World Vision, Open Doors, Voice of the Martyrs, right? Talking Bibles, Wycliffe, Chosen People, Ministries to the Jewish People. Pick somebody. There's so many more. Ask the Lord to guide you, right? And connect with, support these charities. And there's so many ways to help the hurting, give the gospel, and invest in the persecuted church. We have to do this. Remember how Jesus described described separating the sheep and the goats, and he described those that were blessed of the Father had helped his brethren, right? And they were hungry, thirsty, out in the cold, naked, sick, and persecuted. And while we should look to do these things individually as best we can, remember that an easy way to do it is to support those groups who are doing that work. So please, 
please consider this time. So anyway, back to the show, and I'm going to give a lot of scripture. If I ever go too fast, remember that the podcasts are posted on Tuesdays, so you could always stop them and and listen uh, as we go. And so I think we realize uh, that the elections are not going to save America, at least not the way they are now. And remember, we've been talking about this. This is on purpose. So we see those that are perpetrating this coup. They have it all sewn up, right? They've already conquered America through a narrative of lies, and it's the old adage of divide and conquer, and we're really seeing that happening right now. So America started with a beautiful promise given from God of freedom and equality, and it was a noble and spiritual principle about the kingdom of God. And of course, we corrupted it. We could not maintain it because, as you might know, it's a little-known secret, people suck. And we do. Um, There never should have been slavery or oppression. There never should have been any uh, oppression of Native Americans and all the crazy stuff that we've done along the way. And as King would say, nobody should have uh, distinguished between the the family of God's children. We should all be treated equally. But that's not how people are. That's not how Satan works. And that's Satan's game plan is to spoil everything that's good, to turn humans against the loving principles and the will of God, to destroy each other as we said, divide and conquer. And we're certainly seeing that even more today. And so, um, listen, God gives us free will and free choice. He tells us the truth and he lets us choose. That's his way, right? But Satan wants to enslave and control us. He lies and tricks us to trap us. So we have to keep these things in mind. Keep our eyes open. We're supposed to be wise as serpents, but gentle as doves. So be wise. And we can't rely on the things of the past or the founding principles anymore. Our hope is not in restoring what was in America, really, but for preparing for what's to come. Not that we don't challenge these things. We always stand. We always tell the truth. We always challenge. We always speak out. That's part of our testimony is to challenge these things. But we can't expect to turn things around. If we just work hard enough, we have to turn our minds to see, let's prepare for the things to come. And even as we attempt to do the right thing. So we've been going over a lot of hard things in the previous episode. Episodes, but it's all to get to this point to see where we really are. And really, we have a great God. His promises are true. We're watching prophecies come to pass at a rate we never could imagine. As Jen Markell, who I really like to listen to, she keeps saying these past year, things are not falling apart. They're actually falling into place. According to the scriptures, if we're paying attention, we won't be caught by surprise. And so, friends, I urge you, to see all these things with spiritual eyes. It's hard to mourn the changes. Uh, it is. But with spiritual eyes, we'll see the signs of the season, as as Jesus warned. So don't miss this time. Don't miss especially the work that he has for you. Remember Ephesians 2.10, that we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God has foreordained that we should walk in them. He already has a list of things for you to do that will glorify him and also draw you to him and make you feel like you have a purpose in your life. I think it's just like uh, you won't really be satisfied unless you're really walking in that work he has for you. So we must know 
his word and be fully prepared for this day. Hebrews 5 says the word of God is quick and powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and the joints and the marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. There's no creature hidden from his sight. And uh, I tell you, we have to know it. We have to let it in and let it do its work. And friends, you can know his word. We must be reading it voraciously these days. We're naked and vulnerable without it. And, you know, I suggest maybe at the very least start reading, start in the New Testament and just go around the horn, right? Start getting going it. Don't don't set up these little crumbs that you eat every day. Eat chapters and start making connections, start noticing patterns, and you will, God will show you new things, especially for this time. He even talks about in the last days, he's going to pour out his Holy Spirit and give us greater understanding and signs and visions and dreams. You know, we have to give him that opportunity. And if we don't know the word, it's like going to battle without any weapons. Remember, 2 Corinthians 10 says, for the weapons are our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. You can pull down strongholds, satanic strongholds, by the knowing of these spiritual things, casting down arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And we have to take all of our thoughts captive and to concentrate on the things of God, the promises, and, and to know these things so that we are not shaken in these times. And we must put on this whole armor now and never take it off. And remember, he says in Ephesians 6, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. He's trying to trick us and draw us away and to sucker us into all kinds of things. And we don't want to fall for it. For we do not wrestle with flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Friends, I'm not saying this. God is telling you, you cannot see these things with your natural eyes. You have to understand the battle is spiritual, and you cannot lose if you put on the armor of God, if you trust in the armor that he's given you. And he said that if we do, then we will be able to stand the withstand the evil day and having done all stand, right? So we're supposed to put on uh, truth or put on the breastplate of righteousness and the gospel of peace and the shield of faith and um, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So review these things, get them in your heart so you can pull them out when you need them. And that's why We're going to jump into the word of prophecy. There's a lot to talk about as we begin. Uh, We'll see how far we get today. So put on your truth belts as we begin to talk about things to come hereafter. All right. And we get this idea from Revelation 4.1. When John is called into heaven, it says, After these things I looked and behold a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking to me saying, Come up here and I will show you things which must take place hereafter. What a privilege John had to see into that tribulation period to simulate rapture for us and to show us that things are going to happen in the tribulation. So we're going to talk about the things that we see through prophecy that lead up to the tribulation and then immediately during the tribulation. And so we're going to start on this journey. It'll take a few of our episodes. And um, friends, remember, just like John kind of simulated that moment, and, and we'll go through Revelations more detailed, but 
uh, will soon be called to heaven as well. And we want to understand these things that are leading up to that time and beyond so that we could speak with boldness and warn others. People say, oh, well, if there's a rapture, why do we need to know this? To warn others. Okay, plus um, there's indication that Israel will be left behind. Um, I pray for anybody who knows any Jewish friends that you prepare your hearts for an opportunity to challenge your Jewish friends and say, hey, have you ever looked into the prophecy or the, the claims that Jesus might actually be the promised Messiah? I mean, just throw that out there. Challenge them. If the Spirit is speaking to them, they will hear, right? Uh, Jesus said, no one can come to the Father, uh, no one can come to the Son unless the Father draw him. Any of your Jewish friends who really do believe in God, you know, they may just be secular and that they're just on the same plane as everybody else, but a lot of Jewish people do believe in God, and uh, the Father will draw them to the Son if their hearts are true and open. Many men, especially Especially in the last days, the Bible talks about in Zechariah that God will sprinkle the house of David. He will sprinkle Israel with understanding, and some of their eyes will be open, and they will come to him. And we're, we want to plant those seeds for this time, because after we go, we want them to sprout to anybody who might have heard them who did not take advantage of the time. We want to help Israel. Oh, there's so much to talk about. But we have this glorious God, this great creator of all heaven and earth, from the tiniest microbe to the biggest universe. He is wise and kind, and he loves us, and we can trust him. But we must know him. That means knowing his word. And friends, understand that prophecy is not for someone else. He's not for someone smarter than you. It's for you, his church. Jesus said, this is eternal life that you might know the one true God and Jesus Christ whom he has sent. And he said that heaven and earth would pass away, but his word would never pass away. All will be fulfilled and we can know it. It's spiritually discerned. The natural mind hears the word and doesn't get it. They think it's foolishness. But through the Holy Spirit, these prophecies and promises are spiritually discerned in their Caesar. You remember the account in Luke when uh, Simeon had said he received the word of God that he would not die until he saw the Lord's Christ. And God fulfilled it. When he uh, found baby Jesus in the temple, he praised God. Ah, now I can die in peace, right? Because he'd seen his salvation. How did he know these things? Who really understood the prophecies that a child will be born, a son will be given? These things were mysterious, but they were true. Did anyone actually foresee what it would mean? But when Simeon laid eyes on him in the right time, At the right time of revelation, he knew by the Spirit. And yes, many throughout generations have looked toward these end times and have not been able to understand the prophecies or what they all meant. Couldn't really even imagine how they would come together. But now, at the right time, in due season, we are watching these things. And just like Simeon, we know that the Lord is also revealing them. It's his responsibility. It's our responsibility to ask and be opened and to seek, right? But those those who love him and long for his appearing, we will we will see these things if our hearts are open. So as we kick off this section on prophecy, we will begin to examine what it uh, reveals about the conditions of the last days that usher in the tribulation and the things to come hereafter. We've kind of poked around at several of these. We're now just going to take a running start. We'll go over a little bit of ground, but then we're going to kick into specific prophecies. So firstly, as we've quoted previously, Jesus warned in Luke 21 and Matthew 24, that you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See not that you're not troubled, for these things must come to pass. 
right? For nation will rise against nation, a kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginnings of sorrows or those labor pains that they talk about, that once they start, they get harder, harder, closer, closer until you cannot escape them. And then it says in verse 11, many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. And we've mentioned before, we see this idea of lawlessness and falling away in the last days repeated by Paul in 2 Thessalonians 2, 3. Um, Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless a falling away comes first, and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition. So it's describing how um, the Thessalonians thought they missed the rapture. And he said, no, 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 because the Antichrist is going to be revealed, you know, during the rapture, and we haven't seen that yet. And so um, it says that there will be a falling away, and and then the Antichrist will be revealed, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worship so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. And we're going to see later that Jesus brings this up. So there's a certain condition, and we'll get back to that when we talk about uh, all eyes on Israel coming up, but there has to be a temple. We don't have one. So uh, we're going to keep our eye on some of these things. And then he says, for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. He who now restrains him will do so until he's taken out of the way. And many believe that it's the Holy Spirit in the church that is restraining complete lawlessness, and that once we're taken out of the way, complete lawlessness will break out, especially when you got millions of people disappearing. That's going to cause some chaos, right? And then after that, the lawless one will be revealed. And the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power signs and lying wonders, because uh, and the people will be deceived because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie that all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So we want to make sure to get the truth out so people can hear it, so they can make a decision, so they really have an opportunity. If you tell somebody, hey, Jesus loves you. He has a good plan for your life. Have you ever considered accepting his salvation? And if they're like, no, I don't like God. I mean, that's fine. That's up to them. That You don't have to argue with them. You give them the offer. It's up to them, right? Um, and then we have Paul also warned in 1 Timothy 4, now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, departing from the faith. They're speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. These conditions are also confirmed by Peter and 2 Peter 2. So we've got Jesus and Paul and Peter all repeating the same concepts in Second Peter 2, but there were false prophets among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who bought them, and bring on themselves swift destruction. And many will follow their destructive ways because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed. By covetousness, they will exploit you with deceptive words. So watch out, church. Um, And then in 2 Peter chapter 3, it says, Knowing this verse, that scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lusts, and saying, 
Where's the promise of his coming? Since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. Honestly, I've had several people say this to me, and they were Christians. Oh, really? I don't know. They keep saying that. I'm, I'm like, you're quoting prophecy right here. And they didn't they didn't see it. They were blinded. So, so please pay attention. These prophecies don't uh, paint a dark picture, not just of moral and spiritual darkness of humanity, but reveal that Satan will plant teachers and leaders within the church itself who will entice the church to follow lies and to deny the Lord and the simple gospel. They will lead the church away from the word of God and into a social gospel that's in step with the world. We have to be careful. Friends, I urge you to pay attention to where your church is leading you these days. There have been a sudden shift, and as Jesus said, the tree is known by his fruit. Your churches should be diligent to read the whole counsel of God, and your church should not deny any part of the word of God from creation all the way to revelation. They should be discussing prophecy. This is an appropriate time to discuss it. They should not avoid it. Um, and they should be preaching to stand for biblical principles, not suggesting how we can compromise to fit the culture. And they should be paying attention to the things and sounding the alarm. Preaching salvation is only through faith in Jesus, no other way, and then making salvation a priority. They should attend to other people's needs, but also make salvation a priority. And then we see that Second Peter 3 goes on to describe how the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, and And to consider that what manner of person ought we to be in the holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of of God, the new heavens and the new earth wherein righteousness dwells. So we see that there will be an observable shift in global stability in many ways, and we observable shift in our culture toward lawlessness, away from morals toward a rejection of God and godly principles, which ultimately plunges the world into moral darkness. We've already talked about Romans 1, how it is revealed that those who reject God and that they reject his, his creation, that God will give them up to their vile passions. And aren't we seeing that? And especially when we see Jesus described in Luke 17, that it was as the days of Noah. So it will be in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. And aren't we seeing just like the days of Noah and God destroyed them because of their wickedness. And we're seeing so much wickedness that we talked about in the past. And now friends, I just urge you to pay attention as we continue looking at the prophecies. We're going to pick up next time talking more about the tribulation prophecies in Revelation and in Daniel. And we're going to talk about all eyes on Israel and continue to discuss the the circumstances. Until next time, remember that the Lord charged us, come out from among them and be separate. Do not touch with the unclean and I will receive you. I will be a father to you and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. So friends, we must be the remnant. God bless you until next time. Join Wendy Scott every Saturday at 3 p.m. on K-Praise for another episode of Season Watch. Previous episodes can be found through the K-Praise podcast platform, where you can also access Wendy's other platforms and contact links. Please email Wendy with show comments, questions, or suggestions at wscott at mywordsforhim.com or visit her website at mywordsforhim.com for additional resources. Watch other teachings on her Rumble channel. 
Wendy's Words for Him. Her fiction novel, The Lost, A Story of Christmas, can be found on Amazon. Until next week, watch, therefore, and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.